Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, thanks for listening to the show. Join your hosts, Bill Alfstead and Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alfstead, sitting down with co-host Keith Myers, here to talk Seahawks football and preview the game on Sunday uh, between the Seahawks and the uh, at-home Tennessee Titans. Welcome in, Keith. How you doing? Doing good. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, we The Seahawks made it through their gauntlet um, and have reached the part of the season where... Uh, us and other experts have said that this year should go three and zero, and um, get their way into the playoffs with these last three games. These are three very beatable teams, and their first one's up, and that's Tennessee. And Tennessee is not a particularly good football team right now. So they're not uh, particularly bad, but they're not great. Yeah, but they're not good. They're not yeah. good, really good at anything. No, no, yeah. they're not. They're not. You know, it's interesting you'd, you'd mentioned that at the top as far as uh, predicting the record and uh, us predicting 3-0 and so forth. I will point out that we did that at the very beginning of the season. We we saw the gauntlet stretch and we saw mm-hmm. the games after. And uh, even if they completely discombobulated in that uh, very difficult stretch of games, they could get back uh, right the ship and uh, get into the playoffs. And that that's kind of what they're doing. although. Uh, they did beat uh, a, a nice uh, Eagles club at home last Monday night. Fantastic game. A lot of fun for everyone. But back to business now, can they, you know, is, is there anything that they, they did in the Eagles game that they can duplicate and carry forward uh, out of that game, specifically, you know, running the ball effectively on offense and making stops on defense? Yeah, I mean, you look at what the team did in that game. Um, I don't see anything that we talked about that doesn't translate into this game. Um, 
is there anything that Tennessee does that's better than what uh, Philly does? It's hard. It's hard to find a lot of things. Yeah, you know, uh, Tennessee uh, rushes the passer pretty good, so I'll I'll, I'll tip the hat to that. Uh, I I would have thought the Eagles would have been fantastic at that this year based on their personnel. I just haven't got it done. But the the Titans are pretty decent. They had four sacks last week against um, Houston. And, um, you know, the interesting thing about the Titans is they started the year three and seven, but they've won two out of the last four games. The only two losses they've had have come in overtime. Four out of the five wins have come uh, at home where they're four and three. So I don't think there is, you know, they're not a complete pushover. I, I hear you when you say, you know, they don't do anything really well, but they do hang around. They do end up staying in games. And that was with rookie quarterback Will Levis starting most of the uh, season. Doesn't sound like he's going to go this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean. The, when they made the switch from Ryan Tannehill to Will Levis, the team got better and they started winning. Yeah. Um that has that does not apply this week because um we're looking at a team that's gonna be run by Ryan Tannehill again. Yeah. Last time uh Tannehill faced the Seahawks though, he did have almost three hundred and fifty yards. Um that was a very different Tennessee team. You asked me what the the, the Tennessee Titans do better than the Seahawks. Um, and I would say the the clearest thing that stands out is red zone defense versus uh, offense. Uh, they are number one in the NFL in red zone defense, which is weird um, because they, yeah, their defense know, isn't really good at anything, right? And that's so it's just kind of an outlier stat. I'm not exactly sure uh, how that works, why that happened, but they're tenth in the NFL in third down conversions as well. <clears throat> so they do appear to tighten up a little bit when they need to. Um, but, uh, for the most part, you know, Seattle, um, plays better, uh, statistically, uh, all the way down the board, both on offense and defense, I think over this team for the most part. Um, but it's not so lopsided that it's going to just be a complete wash. This game is, is going to be uh, to me pretty tight and kind of keys in on stopping Derek Henry. He's hasn't had, great season but he's going to be a thousand yard rusher this year last game was was crazy bad for him i think he had 17 rushing attempts for nine yards mm-hmm. um like a half a yard per carry on average and if seattle can do that this this game's in the in the in hand for seattle for sure um and and conversely on the other side we were able to finally really kind of run the ball, especially in the second half against the Eagles, uh, and get some rhythm uh, for those guys and the offense and move the chains. And I think if they can do that against this team, that's definitely, for me, one of the keys to the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So do you think Derrick Henry's reached that point in his career where he's just not going to be the guy he was a couple of years ago, just too many injuries, too many, um, too many miles Workload. on those wheels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, he's, a, he's almost 30, um, if not 30 right now. And that's kind of what happens, especially with the uh, workload guys like, like 
uh, Derrick Henry is. Uh, he's still got the ability, though. If you take a look at him run, there's nothing wrong with him, per se. Um, it, it's just that I think the Titans have um, diminished across their offensive line, and defenses are keying in on him because they don't really have to watch Will Levis yet or Tannehill, uh, and their receiving core is, you know, minus DeAndre Hopkins, who's also diminished. Mm-hmm. They really don't have anybody that you have to pay attention to. Yeah, Henry, I just looked it up, is 29. He'll turn 30 in January. So, And he's only averaging 3.8 yards per carry this year. Defenses are really, I mean, they're, they're putting an extra body on the, on the line of scrimmage to, to stop him, force, yeah. force the Titans to do other things. And that's, it's been working. And, you know, you take a look at the Titans offense. It's not good. Nothing's mm-hmm. good about it. It's, it's, uh, they, they, uh, they average what about 17, 18 points a game. Um, I would say in their last I think six or seven games, they haven't really scored over 17 points. Um, it's it's going to be hard for them. They've scored 17 or fewer points in nine of their 14 games so far. Yeah. That was the stat I was thinking about. And they're averaging they're averaging 18.4 yards per, um, per game, or sorry, points per game offensively. So, yeah. um, I mean, that's that's near the bottom of the league. Yeah, they're a bottom five uh, offense in this league with Derrick Henry. I mean, that mm-hmm. kind of tells you the, the, the story um, because they should really be um, at, at least, you know, middle of the pack, and, and they're not. And defensively, you know, they're okay. They just, they're just okay. And with the, with a bad offense, that's why they're losing games. Yeah, um, their defense is giving up 21.5 points per game. So, um you know, that's not terrible. It's not good, but it's not terrible. Um, conversely, Seattle's giving up 23.9. So Seattle's defense is actually giving up more points mm-hmm. um, than Tennessee is, which we've seen because the defense has been genuinely bad at times for Seattle. But um, yeah, I mean, being their defense isn't good enough to win them games alone. Their offense, because their offense, you know what I mean? Like it's not. Um, yeah, there are times well, when Titan, you know Titans defense can... is ranked ranked seventeenth in points allowed and nineteenth mm-hmm. in yards. You know they're a middling defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they do tighten up again on third down and, and in the red zone a little bit, um, but you know they don't generate turnovers very well. They're ranked thirtieth in the NFL in, in turnovers, um, and they allow explosive pass plays. Um, they're ranked 18th in the NFL and explosive pass plays allowed, which is plus, uh, over plus, um, 16 yards and yeah. And they're, they allow the, the 27th team in the NFL ranking, um, on passer rating allowed. So I think it, most of it's, you know, their, their run defense is, is okay, but their pass defense is horrible. And then their offense in general is horrible. So Good teams, good offensive, good balance teams go in and beat these guys, you know, pretty handily. Uh, they've stayed close in, in their last four, uh, last two for sure in overtime. But they're out of the playoffs. 
they're one of the, the few teams, I think one of three teams in the AFC that are ruled out so far. They've got five wins on the season, seven. No, excuse mm-hmm. me. Yeah, they're five losses. and nine. They're um Yeah. Yeah. But they made the transition this year to Will Levis. They're getting him uh playing time. They're letting him get experience, letting him build up um tape for self scouting over over the um the off season. They'll be better for that. Um and it was an improvement just putting him in. Uh yeah. so Gotta yeah, say, you were, uh, you proved to be right, Keith, in, in uh, uh, like the analysis so. of him. And, you know, he dropped in the draft. Um, and Tennessee really didn't need to pick him. I mean, they already had Malik Willis on the roster. And um, I think they'd signed Tannehill in the offseason. Um, and, and then Levis comes in and kind of falls in their laps in the draft, um, which is good for them. I think uh, he's... He's shown that he's got a future in the NFL. No, yeah, well, he um, was my number two quarterback. And like CJ Stroud was one, he was two, um, which isn't, com- it's not, it, that isn't a, hey, look, you know, I also had um, young pretty much as I wouldn't draft him because of his size. Um, not mm-hmm. that he wasn't talented. He was extremely talented and, and had some great tape, but just too small for me. I was going to let someone else um, take that risk. Uh, but those were my top two guys, and both guys have shown this year that there's promise. That there's you know she, reason she, to believe that they're going to be more a, than just promise. That guy. dude's a legit guy for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, and they've got tons of guys out in this game, or, or at least not practicing um, through yesterday. Um, I don't know exactly what that means. Uh, how that uh, translates. I've got listings for them for this game. Yeah. Um, safety Kevon Wallace is out. Defensive wow. tackle Jeffrey Simmons is out. Wide receiver mm. Kyle Phillips is out. Um, defensive end uh, uh, T.K. McClendon is out. Cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting. Um, safety Imani Hooker. Linebacker Jack Gibbons. And uh, linebacker Luke Gifford. All of them are, are, are out. And then Will Levis is listed as questionable. That, but that just he, changed today, actually. Yeah, he um was out there on Friday stretching, but then didn't practice at all. So he is listed as questionable, but not not expected to play. Yeah, wow, that's tough for them. You know, it's tough. It's already a young roster. Um, to have that many people out in key positions is going to be interesting for them. Um, scary game. That's it. You know they're on their home field. They got a lot of pride. Um, they're they're well coached. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are you going to do? I think Seahawks just got to go in and take care of business. So coming off that really good win, Keith, how did that? Uh, how's that leave you feeling as far as we talked about at the beginning of the show? How can we duplicate what we saw out of that Eagles uh, game? How do we carry that forward into these last three games? Uh, of the season um and really just take care of business and get into the playoffs hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I think what it showed is that the Seahawks can still play with almost anyone. Like they can, the Eagles are a, real, are a really good team. There's a lot of talent on that team. Uh, and the Seahawks were able to you know, rise to the occasion and, and play really well. And they did it in non-fluky ways, right? They ran the ball well, which we've been asking them to run the ball more all year. Um, they played smart defense. They didn't give up big plays, which in part was because of benching a couple of guys. And, um, you know, these are things that, I think you can continue to run with. I mean, why, especially given, you know, the, the state of the wide receiver core and uh, that Tennessee has, why wouldn't you bring Mike Jackson back out and let him play again after the performance he put on uh, last week? You know, maybe if you want to ease um, Tariq Woolen in and get him more time and let him prove that he can, you know, do what the coaches are telling him to do. Um, like you did a, a year ago and not freelance quite so much. Okay. You can do that, but you start, um, Mike Jackson, you let him play because you're, you're going to be better off when you do that. Um, honestly, I don't know if we can expect Julian love to play as well as he did last week, uh, where he was the NFC, uh, defensive player of the week. Um, because he hasn't played that well all season. But suddenly with a more of a classic safety role and less of a guy that has to move around and do all sorts of things from different angles and different spots in the field, you know, within that three safety look, um, once they went to a two safety look, suddenly he looked better. And maybe that's the key for him is that he just needs to be in a system where he's a little bit more comfortable. And that's what they ran against the Eagles. So if Jamal Adams doesn't play, maybe we get that kind of performance out of Julian Love again. Um, and really that was kind of the difference between that game and, and in other games, it, you know, defensively for Seattle is they just didn't give up the big play. They were more disciplined. They were a lot more disciplined. Now we could complain, okay, they didn't get to the quarterback much, but they did that because they were trying to be really disciplined against one of the more uh, mobile quarterbacks in the league. They were trying to make sure they stayed in their pass rush lanes they didn't give him ways to escape and take off and, you know, you know, beat up on this team with his feet. Um, okay. Um, I don't think you have to worry about that quite so much in against Tennessee. I mean, Tannehill still has speed, but he's not as fast as he was when he came out um, of college and isn't the, other than he's a straight line runner. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have the, shiftiness where he's going to like make people miss and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think you can be a little bit more aggressive 
against a guy like Tannehill. Um, he's also a hell of a lot easier to tackle than Jamar Hurts. Um, Hurts just does not go down easy. Uh, yeah. So, well, Seattle came off a game where they didn't sack Jalen Hurts, but yeah. they held him to 143 yards and two interceptions. Um, you know, and, and yeah, you mentioned that, yeah, you mentioned the, the idea that the defense was more disciplined and more focused. And I totally agree with that. I, I love the way the, the, uh, not only the defensive line played just using a front four and, and staying out of the exotic blitzing and all that kind of stuff that can get you in trouble, especially with a quarterback like Jalen hurts, but the back end guys really came through and you know shout out to like a guy like Artie Burns too who played significant snaps after really mm-hmm. not playing most of the year um to come in and just seamlessly kind of fit in and uh, establish his uh identity there in the in the uh, nickel and slot coverage and yeah because um, they played ju- they played three cornerbacks in this game a lot they played a more of a a classic nickel and you know you'd be without the guy the two guys that you'd consider the starters in Seattle, right? So you had um, both Woolen and Spoon out. And so you had Mike Jackson on one side, you had Trey Brown on the other, and you had Artie Burns coming in in the nickel. And he and Trey Brown um, kind of alternated depending on alignment, which one was in the slot, which one was on the outside. Um, But those were the three guys that played. And those aren't the three guys that you'd consider starters. Um, But that was the best defensive game that they've CX have gotten from their secondary. And a lot of it had to do with just discipline, just being smart about doing your job, not trying to freelance, not trying to do other people's jobs, just being really disciplined about what you do. Um, And it worked really well. And I think that goes to show you that, um, you know, it's not just about physical talent in the NFL. I mean, if you've got the physical talent, that's even better. Because uh, we all know that Jamal Adams has all the physical talent in the world, but this defense has been better without him. And um, that was true at the beginning of the year, and it was true um, in this last game, and it was true in the one game uh, in the middle that he he was out too. The defense has been better without Jamal Adams, without the freaky athlete who can do anything. Um, they're better without that, and it's not that the freaky athlete's bad; it's just that they're better when they have guys that know their role, know their job and do it really well and not try and do a whole bunch of things. So the Titans ranked 19th uh, against the run uh, in the NFL. Um, But they just gave up 121 yards, 4.7 yards per carry to Devon Singletary um, from the, um, the Texans last week and in, in their loss. And the good news for Seattle is we play the, um, the Steelers and the Cardinals, uh, who are even worse against the run. Um, mm-hmm. so if Seattle can get on a roll and, and establish the, the run when we need to run and do it effectively, it, it kind of gives this team an identity, something that they can hang their hat on. Everything else works really well off of that especially play action. If Gino's in there, uh, Gino's an excellent play action guy. And um, I think it just gives them the best chance to win. 
you know, and if the defense can just play as disciplined as they played in this last game, carry that forward, um, I think they've got a really good shot to A, win out, B, once they get into the playoffs, have teams don't that don't want to play them because, you know, good, solid teams, well-coached, um, with a quarterback that, that can win, you know, with two minutes left in the game, is a dangerous team. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at, at uh, the Seahawks just beat a team that was, for most of the year, thought of as the uh, going to be the one seed. I mean, they were 10-1 and one at one point. Um, and now they're probably going to end up as the two seed. Um, and Or three, depending on Dallas, yeah. Yeah, depending on Dallas. Um, but, yeah, so you have those two teams battling out for two and three, but... You have, um, but still, they're going to be a, they're going to be one of the top, um, one of the top teams. Although it's possible that Philly could end up dropping all the way to the five seed. They need to pick up. They need to start winning again. Yeah, cool. Because drop three, three in a row. Because you right, you can't have, um, you know, the <coughs> top four seeds are division winners. If if Dallas ends up winning that division, yeah, man, do you want to be the the AFC or the NFC South um, division winner and have to play Philly in the um, first round of the playoffs. Yeah, right. No, you don't want that. Or, or and even actually, even if it ends up being Dallas, you don't want to, you don't want you don't want that either. Um. So, um. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting because I think you know Philly's struggling right now, so I get to be a little cautious on the optimism but it, it it gave you a formula for winning against a good team and, and when you get into the playoffs you need to have that you need to have your identity you need to know who you are what you do well how to exploit weaknesses how to take care of your own weaknesses and Seattle can figure that out in the last four weeks it, it, it we've always said that this was a good roster a good team um and it's, you know, nobody likes to back into the playoffs. That's kind of how you feel that Seattle would would do that. But we'd go in, you know, potentially with 10 wins and winners of, of the last four heading into the playoffs. You start to... Well, that, and that's the thing is I don't better. consider that backing into the playoffs. No, no, you no. You win no. Right. four straight games right. to get in. That's going in hot, right? Um at this point, you know, you could you could look at uh, Philly and a Philly over these last uh, three games goes one and two, right? And that's backing into the playoffs. That's backing in. Because you'd still have 11 wins and you'd end up, you know, the five seed, but you will have lost, um, you know, five of your last six games. That's backing into the playoffs. Um, and... But you win four straight, you went out, get yourself in. That's a team that's getting hot at the right time. And, um, yeah, who would you rather have? Who would you rather yeah. be, be behind, you know, Philadelphia or Seattle? When you look at, at the other playoff teams, other than San Francisco, is there any team in the NFC that, that if you're Seattle and you make it into the playoffs, other than, other than the 49ers, is there well, I mean, any team that you... got to pay attention to the Lions. you got to pay attention to the Cowboys. No, I'm not saying you, you can't, but you don't have to pay attention. I'm saying, is there any team that you'd be afraid of? 
right? I mean, we, because you look at what Seattle we played did Dallas against... very close. We beat the Lions and we beat the Eagles, mm-hmm. and you just have to worry about how to how how either us or somebody else needs to get past the 49ers. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at um, with what Seattle has figured out on defense with these personnel changes, um, and hopefully it will result in, you know, maybe Tariq Woolen coming back onto the field, but coming back on and playing smarter. Um, so we get both his um, physical ability and, you know, the attention to detail that's necessary. Um, I think you could, you could slow down Dallas enough to beat them. I mean, this, that was a really close game and Seattle was still giving up big plays, you know, at will. And so I think you could, I think you could make a case that Seattle could win that game. Um, they already yeah. beat Philly. So you can definitely figure that out. There's none of the other wild card teams or, you know, Tampa, whoever ends up coming out of the South, none of those teams are going to scare you. What do you think it's of just a matter of what's going to happen with San Francisco. Can you um, either get help and have them, someone else, you know, pick them off or can you figure something out where you can make it and, and, and get by them? Um, got, you know, this team can win. This team can get there. Um, it's talented enough. <laughs> it, you know, to me, there, there's one team in the NFC that I know is better than Seattle. Then again, I have a pretty good idea that that one team is better than almost any team in the NFL right now. And there's another team though that we haven't been able to get by and that's the Rams. Rams are now eight and seven. The NFC West could see three playoff teams in this scenario. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers, Rams, Seahawks, Lions, and Buccaneers. Um, those would be your seven teams out of those. I feel pretty good about anybody really. I mean, another rematch with the Rams. I mean, Seattle had that game, the last game they had it. They just had it all game and then gave it up at the end in just the dumbest ways. And, um, I came away from that loss feeling like Seattle was the better team. So, uh, I'm, not worried about the Rams. Interesting. So, well, here we are. Mm-hmm. Titans on the road, Christmas Eve. What do you got? Oh, it's on the road. And I know that um, road games are a little harder, um, but I think Seattle handles this game. I think that um, the way the defense is playing, uh, they can stop. Uh, Derrick Henry and forced Tannehill to beat them through the air. And that's not a, not a good thing for, um, for the Titans um, is to, to expect Tannehill to, you know, come out, throw for 300 and some yards. They're only averaging like 184 yard passing yards per game this year. They're not a passing team. Um, I think you can, I think Seattle can, can, can really shut this offense down, keep them to like 13 points. And, if Seattle gets and runs the ball, if they play smart, run the ball, play do play action, don't try and make Geno throw the ball 40 times in this game, um, I think Seattle puts up some points and wins this like 27-13. Yeah, 
I agree with you. I think Seattle wins 27-17. Um, and by by that exact formula. I mean, we just need to run the ball. We've got to be able to do that. I think this is one of those games where I think you can successfully do that if you're committed, and I think Seattle needs to be. Uh, I understand Ken Walker hasn't practiced, though, in a couple of days. That's concerning for me just a little bit, but they might just be uh, taking care of him. I'm not sure. Um, having a Lucas back is huge. Played 100% mm-hmm. of the snaps for the first time um, this season, last game. And that really made a difference, I thought, especially in the second half down the stretch in that game. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And it's amazing how much of a difference well. maker he is, he is in his second year. Missed most of the yeah. year and um, came back off IR, got in there, and instantly you noticed him. He has just been such a difference maker. It's it's. When yeah. was the last and time Seattle Anthony had Brad- a, a, I said, when was the last time Seattle had an offensive lineman that impacted games that much? Walter Jones. Maybe. Maybe. Right? Um, I mean, it's been it's, a while. It's great to have Anthony Bradford in there, too, because then you got two big guys that can run block like, mm-hmm. really nicely over there. Um, that's, that's huge. Um, you know, Haynes is, is on IR. So it could come come back uh, by the time the season's over for the playoffs. I'm not exactly sure that, that he sees the field anymore as a Seahawk. Oh, he wouldn't see the field as a starter. Um, if he if they brought him back off IR because you know he's a depth guy for the playoffs. If you know somebody gets goes down with an injury, um, yeah. you got to have an experienced guy to come off the bench and and try and hold things down. Uh, and so that's what he would be, but nah, Bradford's the guy now it's, it's, it's his spot and he's earned it. I think he'd earned it before, um, Haynes is injury, but the team kind of disagreed. But now that, now that they've been forced to, to move on to Bradford and you see the results, you, you, ha- you have to just leave him there. So somebody that I'm, uh, I'm going to predict is going to be my player of the game is Boye Mafe. Haven't called his name for, for a while, Keith. He started hot. I mean, he had seven games in a row with a sack, second-year mm-hmm. player. Uh, very solid outings, but he's not been showing up in the stat sheet like he had been. Teams kind of Teams figured are him committing out. committing extra guys to him. Double-teamed him, et cetera. But I think in this game against this offensive line, I think he emerges again and has maybe even a couple of sacks in this game. Yeah, um, they've <clears throat> teams have been committing extra guys to play him off. He's commanded that. Um, and what's happened when they start, you know, okay, his stats have gone down, but Leonard Williams has started showing up because you can't double team everybody, right? And so uh, having him come from the edge and then you got, you know, Williams and Reed and, and Jones and uh, across your line, you can't double team everybody. and somebody's going to 
have an opportunity. And they teams have decided they would rather let Seattle's linemen, uh, you know, be one-on-one and double-team Mafe, which is crazy if you think about how good guys like, um, you know, Williams has been. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> sorry, Mafe's, um commanded that, and um, that's great for him. Um, yeah. Did you see, speaking of him, did you see the uh, thing that Seattle, the Seahawks posted on social media um, about it, he was there um, when Seattle was on the field during that final drive to go down and take the lead? Um, he was just there, and I don't even remember who he was talking to, um, but he was like, oh, you know, just it's all for ratings. You got you to gotta make it, we're going to win this, but you got to do it dramatically. And then every time that's like, you know, you saw that uh, the, the, one of you know both the catches to DK Metcalf and he's, he's jumping up and down. He's like, "See, they're just making it dramatic. They're just making it dramatic." <laughs> it was funny. like it, I don't know. It was so much fun. Um, yeah, right. Nice. If he wasn't a uh, fan favorite because he's good, he should like <laughs> just that kind of stuff. Like uh, fans are going to eat that up. And I thought it was amazing. Yeah, that's, I, that's I, it super was really fun. entertaining. <laughs> yeah, he's going up against uh, sixth round draft pick Jalen Duncan. Uh, potentially in this game, starting at left tackle for uh, this team. And then Peter Skaronsky, uh is the left guard, you know, if they should stunt him. So I like his odds there. Well, uh, what he's going to be going up against side. there is a combination of that right tackle and um, a tight end. Yeah. So. Um, big O. Oh, uh, I can't mm-hmm. even pronounce his name, but uh, Big O is, is there as their tight end. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So he's going to, I fully expect um, he's going to be double teamed a lot. I mean, you've got a, you've got a a backup left tackle in there trying to hold it down against a good player. They're going to, they'll, they'll commit a tight end to helping him, whether it's him or, um, (laughs) you know, Josh Wiley. Someone's going to um, be there trying to help, but that just makes it easier on Seattle's back end. That's one less person going out into routes. It's one less person to cover. Yeah, yeah. They had they allowed four sacks last time and eleven quarterback hits against the Texans. So I'm looking forward to those battles on the interior of the lines in this game. So, all right, let's get out of here. We both predicted a win. I think everyone else is kind of predicting a win as well. You don't want to take things for granted especially on the road in the nfl in december um Mm -hmm. go take care of business seahawks come back the victors and um and we'll have another show to talk about it when we get when we get past uh christmas and uh, if we don't see you or talk to you until uh, then merry christmas happy holidays to everyone uh enjoy your family and friends and uh stay warm and safe and um and we'll see you next time. You know where to find Keith, myself, the show, all that good stuff. So we'll just get out of here. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWSeahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.